0: I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here again tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question and you want to talk to the doctor directly at 800 859 0957 again that number is 800 859 0957 and Dr. Collender is here we're live ready to take your questions Dr. Collender welcome once again all of the shows that you're on are very informative but what's the news of today
1: Well I just want to remind the listeners that um we need to be cautious about getting these covid boosters and the vaccines and the reason is the FDA did release, under court order, uh, the first segment of data that was obtained by Pfizer during their study. So this is not, you know VAR's um, you know, independent people and doctors putting their symptoms on a report, but this is actual data collected by Pfizer during their study. And in the first three months, there were over a1,000 deaths. From the vaccine and there were tens of thousands of severe reactions to the vaccine documented by Pfizer and this is just from December 2020 to February 2021 when the vaccine rollout was just beginning. I mean hold on until the next segment of data comes out um, and we learn what, a, what the real effect of this vaccine was on people. Unfortunately The FDA is not releasing the denominator of the equation. The denominator is how many vaccines were given. So we don't understand the rate of adverse reaction. We just know how many. We don't know the rate. So it's very possible that the rate of complications from the vaccine exceeds the deaths from the vaccine, from the COVID itself. So they're withholding those numbers, and because they are withholding those numbers, it makes me very suspicious that that may be the case. that vaccine injury exceeds the rate of COVID death. And again, I don't know that, but if they're withholding that number, then there's got to be a reason why.
2: Dr. Ponder, let me ask you, not to interrupt you, but... Are the adverse reactions to the vaccines usually contained within a certain window of time? Or is there something for people to worry about if they got the vaccines or the boosters, you know, several months ago? Is there any evidence to show that there are adverse reactions further down the line?
1: Well, these, these were recorded within those initial three months of the vaccine rollout. So in this case, it's right away. And, you know, what we're still learning and don't know about is, you know, how long does long hauler last? From the virus and how long does vaccine injury last from the vaccine we don't know so it's unknown but that's as the push for another booster comes out we need to remember these problems that are really unidentified and not being talked about by anybody in mainstream media
0: Siobhan you have a caller
2: yeah we have Greg on the line from Shelby Greg what's your question
3: Hey, good evening, you guys, Mr. Positive. Wow, Dr. Collender, every time I put you on the air, woo, you're just uh, mind-blowing stuff, let me tell you. Uh, sorry to get off on a tangent a little bit, broaden scope, but what are the lifestyle changes one can take to offset stroke and heart attack? And what do you think of statins? Are they very harmful to the body? They, do they hurt the liver? Do they make you feel like you have arthritis? Um, are there other ways that we can bring down um, the, uh, uh, you know, the effects of stroke and uh, heart attack without the use of statins, and what lifestyle changes do you recommend?
1: Well, uh, thanks for calling, and uh, so so all vascular disease does respond, you know, lifestyle is our number one tool for prevention, so, you know, after educating our Patients and strategizing about how to approach lifestyle for them like a personalized approach to their Improving their life. It's you know focus on nutrition exercise home life Managing their own stress and then sleep health. I consider part of lifestyle if there's plaque Then I do recommend statins Um, and again, it doesn't have to be forever But statins are anti-inflammatory to the arteries. So lifestyle improvements lower artery inflammation and statins lower artery inflammation. Down the road when we've healed the arteries, you know, that could take anywhere from a year to five years depending on the person. Then you can talk about taking statins off. And, of course, there are people that just hate the idea of being on a statin. So there are some supplements we can use, but unfortunately the supplements are not studied as well as statins are for preventing heart attack and stroke. Um, You know, one of the benefits that we have is the ability to monitor so we can continue to follow vascular inflammatory markers, follow the CIMT measurements to see that we're going in the right direction. Unfortunately, in my experience, I've not been seeing people taking the holistic approach, respond as well as I would like um, without statins. And the people that do take the statins do beautifully. Um, that's So I wish they would. we could do without them, but we just can't all the time.
0: I'm wondering why people don't like taking them if they're so helpful.
1: That's a talk. for. Let's bring that up next segment because it's a whole conversation. I've got a theory for that.
0: All right. Well, yeah, let's answer that question when we come back on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to our weekly live medical radio show here where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We're here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent a reverse disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. After 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, he's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And before we come back to the show and Dr. Collender live, I'm also wanting to let listeners know that he's also on Sunday at 3 p.m. A lot of additional information that you'll want to know about, so tune in Sundays at 3 o'clock regularly every week as well as live on Thursday. Dr. Collin, are we coming back to COVID again and the booster shots? Sure, you have something I, to say. No. Well, <laughs> the fact that I don't agree with you doesn't matter. You're the doctor. Well, we, right. need,
2: we need to talk. We were talking over the break about what kind of adverse reactions we're, we're talking about. And you mentioned a patient, maybe for the people on the air, if you want to continue that, that right, story. Right. Well,
1: let's not forget to talk about why people hate statins at some point in the show if we can't. But one of my patients called that her daughter was forced to do a booster to stay at Northwestern University in Chicago. And this is an extremely healthy family. And the daughter is my patient. And you could not see a better panel of blood work, you know, in the world than this family has in the daughter. And she's a 19 year old healthy person, you know, athletic and genius level smarts. And since getting the first set of vaccines, she went from nothing to having chronic sinus infections. And then in order to stay in school, she did the, a booster. And now she's having, you know, neurological issues like numbness and tingling in her arms. And this is not something that should be happening. And
0: How do you know it's attached to the vaccine?
1: No injury, no trauma, you know, no repetitive use. Nothing to warrant anything uh, for a reason. You know, the reason to have numbness or tingling in your arms is something in your neck or carpal tunnel syndrome or some other neurodegenerative disease like MS. But she doesn't have any of
0: those. Okay, but how do we know cause and effect that the vaccine or the booster shot was what caused her neurological symptoms?
1: It's temporal relation. And unfortunately, there is no way to identify by blood worker proof that a symptom is related to um, the injury. And your approach is minimizing the effect that people are going through. So all there's you know, we're talking about who knows hundreds of thousands of millions of people in this country and around the world that are suffering from complications of this vaccine and It's possible, not yet known because FDA is hiding the data, that the risk of the booster and the vaccine is greater than the risk of dying from COVID, possible until that data comes out. The fact that they're hiding it makes me think that may be the case. So I'm very scared for our country that our leadership is letting you and now pushing you to take another dose of this thing that doesn't work anymore.
0: Well, yes, we have a caller. I know, but I'd rather argue <laughs> with you than for you to take the caller, but I'm going to let you take you the caller. You just call. want to
1: go to France and no, Italy and you'll take a booster to, and then will go, take, well, right, that's good for you. Cause,
0: bye, sayonara. See you yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, well, we'll later.
2: We'll Wait,
0: back to we our
1: we today can do a remote Wait, never, show never, never, and you, never, you can do it from Italy and it'll be great. Mark will
2: take care of it. You know, I recommended the Wi Fi sucks. You know, Arriva
1: Derci.
0: I'm going to come back to this one when, when after he takes the caller. Go ahead. Just okay, the so here
2: we go. We we have Bob now on the line and Wayne. Bob, what's your question?
0: Hi,
3: I've been diagnosed with neuropathy in my feet, and uh, I just keep getting medications, which is usually a Lyrica derivative. And I'm just wondering if we should be looking at something else because, frankly, I'm tired of the medications.
1: You know, interesting topic because uh, another patient just called me, said she went to – see her specialist and got prescribed, you know, the the usual neuropathy drug, uh, which is gabapentin, Um, you know, I've encouraged my patient to eat healthier, you know, get her sleep checked out, you know, do the things that we do to reduce inflammation in our body. And unfortunately, my patients in this age group of, you know, mid-70s where you think a drug's supposed to take care of it. And even though they're in my practice, I wasn't always this preventive. So they're still old schoolish. Um, so I would say do all the things that we talk about for prevention to reduce our, you know, your health and your improve, reduce your in, in, internal inflammatory status. I would like to think would improve neuropathy symptoms. But again, when you have neuropathy symptoms. That's kind of an end-stage problem. You want to do all those things before you get neuropathy and hopefully not get it.
0: All right, are we coming back now to the discussion prior to your caller? Sure. One of the things that I would like to remind you of is if we could turn the clock back a little bit. Do remember that there was a certain point in time when Beaumont was going to let go 327 employees because either they were going to get the vaccine or they had no job. And that was it. And we're talking about the primary vaccines, the, you know, the Pfizer vaccine in the beginning of COVID, where not just the hospitals, but uh, but many, many places, you were going to lose your job if you didn't take the vaccine. So it's not just about whether you're going back to Northwestern University, but I can see where people are intimidated into saying, well, you know what, which is the lesser of the two evils? So that's the point. You're being controlled by uh, huge risks. No, you're being controlled by your
1: government to take an unproven product and treatment that now is, it's no longer controversial. It's no longer, oh, um, you know, it's a, this is now it's not a conspiracy anymore. The data's there. The thing causes problems. And they didn't
0: tell you. Sorry, but now we've got two callers, Siobhan. Let's come back to this later. But who are your callers? Yeah. So,
2: so let's jump to David in Windsor. David, what's your question?
0: David. David, are you with us tonight?
3: Yes. Uh, thanks. Thank you for, for taking my call. First of all, now the Centers for Disease Control and the uh, whatever whatever we also call it, the FDA and others, other outfits. What about the the approval of all these vaccines for so many people that have had problems after they've received the vaccines from covid many times many people have died from them and many times it's because of just being mandated because of the fact that they lose their jobs right. how, how about uh, therapeutics and supplements instead of all these vaccines because this is where all the trouble is beginning and now and are they starting to realize that?
1: You know, despite all the news, even mainstream media is starting to recognize that there are complications in the vaccine, that there's the World Health Organization starting to recognize that people who've gotten the vaccine get tinnitus, you know, ringing in the ear, which I hear about all the time. And so it's coming out little by little that the there is vaccine injury. And for our FDA to come out and go, well, this is a safe and effective treatment, when it's pretty clear the thing does not work against these newer variants, and for the government, mm-hmm. i.e. Fauci, to come out and go, prepare for future lockdowns or or restrictions because there might be another variant in the future that is going to cause a problem. Well, that means, what, well, no conspiracy? It, I'm telling myself, we're not going to say I know, but we're not things. we're not a boost,
0: booster two. It's not just booster one, we're a it's booster two. Right.
1: Well, this is And even, there may be
0: booster three, booster four, who knows. It's tragic
1: that the this drug is being mandated when its proof of efficacy is waning and its proof of side effects and death are increasing. And on the news, oh ones, who's and I got patients calling me now going, what, you know, do I get this? fourth shot and i'm going no now if you're 75 80 okay get the shot
0: well let's come back and talk about that some more on the other side of the break again you're listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease if you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or if you have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight Please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7. We're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, we got a backup of calls. Siobhan, who's on the line?
2: So let's start with Kayla in South Korea. Kayla, thanks for calling. What's your question? Well,
4: I don't really have a question. I want to thank Dr. Collender. Um, I, I called several weeks back and had commented that I had a blood test and my numbers, my cholesterol numbers and so on, were very, extremely high. And I wanted to know what my next step should be, and Dr. Collender was so helpful in suggesting which tests I should get. So when I met with my doctor, a young a female Korean doctor. She was open to everything I asked for. I told her I wanted um, a CT calcium score test, a CIMT test, and she scheduled them for me. And I just want to let him know that all my test scores came back and my doctor said they were all good and she was really happy about them. So I just want to thank you so much for giving me such clear guidance
1: well, you're welcome, and you should send them along to Anne-Marie, if you don't mind, so I can take a look at them and just make sure.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Because oh. having
1: the tests as we know, does not mean that the doctor knows what to do with the results. And so um, we just need to oversight that. Right. So send so it along. Send them please. on, Kayla. And your, sec- your follow-up blood work. Absolutely.
4: Send okay, it on hey, to certainly, us. certainly, certainly. But thank you so much for all your help. And your show is just wonderful, really helpful.
0: Oh, you're welcome.
4: Thanks so much. It's nice because of of COVID, I had skipped getting um, tests. You know, I was just running to the doctor and renewing my prescriptions. But through my job, uh, they skipped one year of getting uh, a a workup. And finally, they instituted it again. it's just by chance that I caught those numbers. So I just want to encourage everyone to keep keep checking on their blood work, etc. So thank you. You're welcome.
2: Right. you're welcome. Thanks, Thanks for calling, for calling Thanks, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. So, um, so up next, yeah, we have Nick on the line in Brighton. Uh, Nick, what's your question?
3: Hi, Dr. Collender. I'm, uh, I work in cardiology. I, uh, uh, I've been doing this for 22 years, and uh, I, I totally appreciate what you're doing. And uh, most uh, cardiologists tell you just take drugs and get surgery. And I read an article last month, uh, Abstract 10712, which covers mRNA, COVID vaccines dramatically increased endothelial inflammatory markers and ACS risks, as measured by polls cardiac tests. Now, the polls test, I'm not familiar with. Maybe you are, but it shows an increase of 43% in patients that uh, Dr. Gundry had, which will have basically a 11 to 25% increase of ACS risk. Of thrombosis or cardiomyopathy in the next three to five years. This really concerns me. People should be calling you and seeing you if they have a additional if they have ongoing cardiology issues and they've been vaccinated.
1: Well, thanks and I appreciate that and I'll say that I've been noticing that in my lab results. I'm not familiar with that specific test actually, but um, I see that in the markers that I do that people who had COVID um, had a severe increase, um, it's important to make sure that you do your screening. And although your message that if you're a cardiac patient, you need to follow up on things, unfortunately, most people do not know that they're a cardiac patient. They don't know that their inflammation markers are up. And those tests are just not being done in a standard way in a routine office visit by anybody, even a cardiologist. So, It's important to get the right screening test, get the right markers that identify inflammation and have a program in place. Just like Kayla from uh, South Korea said, you know, my doctor looked at it. I said, great, let me look at it because I don't trust anybody to look at it and say it's okay. How many it right. right, How many callers have we said get a CT calcium score and the score is 2,000? The doctor says it will check it again in six months,
0: which is obviously the absolute wrong thing to do. It's knowing what to do with the results. Absolutely. Siobhan, you have another caller? For sure.
2: Yeah. Up next, we have David in Detroit. David, what's your question?
5: Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh,
0: Thanks
5: for I'm kind of concerned about this. I, I, for one, did not take any vaccination, But many of my family members have and many of my friends have. And about a month ago, a friend of mine had an attack of the same kind of uh, – the same thing as Bruce Willis. I forget the name of it, but uh, he showed me. Yeah, he, he went. He thought he was having a stroke. Uh-huh. And so they took him to U of M hospital. Um, and they admitted when when they were, were talking to him, they said this has something to do with your immune system and with um, something to do with the immune system. So what my concern is, more and more people are going to have these similar strokes is what they are because of the vaccine. And I was taking ivermectin for the last 18 months. I finally stopped taking a 20-day dose. Every 20 days, I would take a dose. And I was using horse paste. And I was using the amount of horse paste that you would put, like, on a toothbrush, uh, toothpaste on a toothbrush every 20 days. And uh, I haven't had a dose of that last 30 days.
0: Well, David, let for me come back time. to Dr. or let him answer the question. I guess he's trying to make the connection between the after effects of the vaccines. So can we, well, it's
1: pretty, it's been well documented now that people that had COVID, whether they had symptoms or not are more at risk for cardiovascular disease and just more reason to make sure that you're doing the right kind of testing to identify your risk because Getting a stress test and a baseline EKG and echocardiogram is not going to give you the answer, but that's what the American Heart Association is telling you to do. Get serial echocardiograms to look for basically late onset heart damage. Well, guess what? There are simple blood tests that identify microvascular disease and the artery inflammation markers that we do, I think, pick up damage from COVID. We just, they don't know what to do. Um, so you've got to apply this whole body approach. You've got to look at other sources of inflammation. Uh, and hopefully we will able to find the, a marker that's specific to COVID. It just hasn't come out yet that indicates, uh, risk and damage. But I think we have enough now to at least make some headway.
0: Well, I mean, it's a, it's, you know, it's a tough call. It's like, uh, you sort of damaged if you do and damaged if you don't, you know, you're either being punished by not getting into certain places if you don't get vaccinated. On the other hand, I'm I'm concerned about the fact that there's booster two, booster three, and booster four coming out and when is it all gonna end?
1: Well and just because everyone's saying, well, you know, this is from a vaccine does not mean that you should not do an underlying workup to identify your risk and and take an approach. I think saying, well this is from you know, all of these injuries, whether Bruce Willis's injury or not is from vaccine or what not it's a kind of fatalistic to just say, well, that's that's from the vaccine. We can still identify your artery health and make steps to improve it and hopefully offset these injuries from either the virus or the vaccine by taking a whole body approach.
0: So what is the average patient to do then? Continue with getting the boosters or not?
1: I'm only recommending boosters for people that are older you know, like 70 at least and older who, you know, would have a much harder time with COVID. It's well established that most of the deaths were in seniors. They should continue getting boosters. Now, uh, and then younger people deserve to know the risk of injury from the vaccine. This isn't about like, oh, everyone's got to do this. Now it's about you need to know what your risk of getting a drug is before you get it when it's clear that there's a problem.
0: All right, let's come back and talk about that some more on the other side of the break. You are listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing this evening and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800 859 0957. Again, that number is 800 859 0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collander, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country, if you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, this is our final segment. And um, we mentioned a couple of things over the break coming back to talk about statins. But you wanted to make a statement about oh, WJR. So sure, So you sure. have the floor.
1: Well, I thought we should, all listeners and us on the show, appreciate WJR for keeping us on because... There's no one else in the country who's able to candidly talk about you know these issues without being canceled. So even though they put a disclaimer at the end of the show, which I <laughs> find horribly offensive, <laughs> they you know we are able to be on the show. Period. And we so, can say what we
0: want, and we we're welcome we to want, take your calls, right. and we'll we'll always give you the truth, no matter whether. This one likes it or that one doesn't like it. Right. So So if
1: we haven't been kicked off WGR yet, I don't think we're
0: going to be because we've said a lot worse than we've said today. So we're calling a spade a spade at all times. We're we're calling into accountability, not only the hospitals, the insurance companies. And the individual doctors so I think we've hit just about every single person involved in healthcare. and every, we're not
1: gonna stop we're not it gonna just, we're gonna, we're gonna get call worse as we see it probably I don't know if we're gonna get worse but well there's a been lot more to cover
0: I mean there's right. a lot more to
1: cover but we're appreciative that we're not being kicked off or no one's told us to do anything other than right call out a yeah, we really haven't been told much.
0: It's okay. WJR is lucky to have us. Right, okay, right. let's so anyway. Let's move back to uh, uh, statins. We were st- we started off the show about statins, and wh- what what do you you want listeners to know? Well, you know the we the call is it
1: Greg? He said, you know, why is there so much negativity around statins? And I think the reason is that they're being used wrong. And our whole healthcare system is using statins based on a formula that calculates your risk, and that formula doesn't include whether or not you have plaque.
0: But who put? How do you get put on a statin? What kind of diagnostic test do you have to come in with in order to be put on a statin? None. What do you mean? Anybody can put you on a statin for no reason? Any doctor?
1: Correct. There is a formula that the American Heart Association put together, and it's a formula that takes in your main. The main data point is your LDL cholesterol. But it looks at your age, blood pressure, smoking, and there's a formula. And the formula creates a risk. And if you're on a higher risk, then the formula recommends a high-dose statin. And if you're a lower risk, it will recommend a medium-dose statin. And if you're below that risk, don't do anything. So it's a risk assessment. And nowhere in that formula is, do you have plaque? And the irony is LDL cholesterol, which is the main factor in that formula, is the worst lipid marker for gauging risk of heart disease. It's the worst one. So this is why people hate statins. And whether they understand why they don't like them or not, it's because they're being prescribed inappropriately by the entire healthcare system. And it makes it look like This is a pharmaceutical-driven process, and it's been made that way when it shouldn't be. It should be a medical process. Do you have the disease? Are you making plaque? Try lifestyle. That doesn't work. Okay, you need a statin. And and frankly, I don't wait for lifestyle to work because I need to be more aggressive if I'm telling people I'm going to prevent disease. I put you on statins if you have plaque. And then down the road, when I feel comfortable, we can reduce the, the, the statin dosing, if not reduce it altogether. But that's not the goal. The goal is that you don't have an event. You don't have a stroke, an event you don't die. You don't have a heart attack. You don't have heart failure. You don't have a dementia or Alzheimer's. That's the goal. Whether or not you have pristine-looking cholesterol, Who cares? You don't, well,
2: you could use me as an example, not to interrupt, but I mean, no. I, I take a statin, right? And my cholesterol, I believe, is normal. My LDL was not elevated, um, but I had plaque because of the CIMT results. So that's the reason I'm on that, correct? I mean, that's exactly. a good example.
1: And that's exactly it. It's just, it does, does not matter what your cholesterol is. If you have plaque, we need the statin because it provides an anti-inflammatory effect to the arteries, that reduces your risk independent of your cholesterol levels, period. And so I don't even check cholesterol anymore in my practice. I do particle numbers and insulin resistance measurements. Um, I might have to check a cholesterol or a triglyceride level because some drugs require that number for the FDA to approve the drug, which is also stupid, but you got to somehow play that game if we're still dealing with insurance.
2: Um, I I just want to jump in because we have a question from the Facebook stream um, from Melanie. Dr. Collender, can you address statins and it being possibly linked to ALS?
1: Well, I don't think that that it is. Um, I'm not familiar with the study, if she has one in mind. I know that statins are tied into a lot of complications, and I look at that as a factor of there's so much statin use that you can correlate a lot of complications to statins and other diseases. The same as um, vitamin D deficiency has always been tied into every other disease, and that's because vitamin D deficiency is ubiquitous. Everybody's deficient in vitamin D, so of course you're going to think, well, it's related to MS and Alzheimer's and hair loss and thyroid problems. And, well, it turns out that after COVID and we've learned that vitamin D is intrinsic to our immune system. So it might actually have an impact on all those areas. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not stopping my statin use over some of these studies. There was a study a few years ago that statins cause cancer. And you know, I just think some of these are just too small studies and they're not they're not followed enough. There isn't a control group for them necessarily to see.
0: So when patients come to see you, I mean, or to any doctor for that matter of fact, and they get prescribed statins and they they start to take them, do you really think they understand what statins are all about and what they do and why they're taking them? Or do you think the the average patient is just relying on their doctor, I'm taking a statin. What is a statin? I don't know who what is a statin.
1: Well, I think your average patient thinks of a statin as a cholesterol-lowering agent and that they need to reach a goal of, a, you know, their LDL has to hit some number, and then they're okay. That's our healthcare system. If your LDL is at this number or lower, you're safe. Mm-hmm. And the message is, well, I can do whatever I want because I'm on this pill. Mm-hmm. So they ignore lifestyle because mm-hmm. the pill is taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Another misnomer misinformation, you know, bad medicine. And mm-hmm. that's why people hate statins. Another reason people hate statins is because, again, whether they understand why or not, it's prescribed inappropriately. And
0: is there a downside? Are there side effects? Is there a downside to being on it for any length of time?
1: Well, why be on a drug you don't need? You know, so if you've got horrible cholesterol and you don't make plaque, and I've got plenty of patients like that, why be on the statin? Mm-hmm. Why, why take a vaccine you don't need? Why take a pill you don't need? You know, it's the
0: same thing. So it's not just totally reliant on your uh, cholesterol levels. You really need to know what your level of plaque is. So if they're not getting an assessment of their level of plaque, then it's kind of a waste of time.
1: Well, on the Sunday show, we're going to talk about a patient who was told he had plaque. And it's a minimal amount of plaque. But he wasn't put on a statin because his cholesterol's Okay. You know, they comes to me and we're like, no, we need to heal your arteries wherever they are. And it, in your case, it requires being on a statin, even though the cholesterol is not a problem. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this guy didn't, you know, he saw cardiologists and he saw a neurologist because he was having syncope episodes, which is he was passing out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do you not identify artery issues and manage it um, when you're seeing a specialist? It does, none of it makes any sense. So, more these are just examples of the total failure of our healthcare system. Again, if you have a major problem, you need a complicated surgery. The United States has you. Um, if you want to not have any of those problems, you're on your own.
0: Right, and and then again, being that the CT cardiac calcium scoring test is not recommended by many doctors, and you have to pay for it, it's not covered by insurance. Then how would anybody know if they had plaque?
2: Good you question.
0: Don't. They don't exactly. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. So I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Colander, MD, specialist in prevention for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. We hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Thanks to my co-host Siobhan Cronin in Miami. Please continue to tune into our shows Sunday afternoon at three, Thursday evening at seven for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well.